Hello. So glad to be here again today. How are you doing today? I trust that um, all has been going very well with you. Um, thank you again for being a part of this preparatory process. Um, if this is the first model you're listening to, I want to even say like you're wrong. Go back and start from model one so that you can follow through the process and understand exactly um, where we are at this time. Okay, so you're still welcome to the Polished and Fit Marriage Preparatory Course it's session one, which is called the Pre-Relationship Refinery, or what you call the Awakening Series. And currently, we are in Model 6, which is called the Caution Collection, or the Wisdom Series. I mean, I'm just so excited, Model 6, just like that. Do you understand? I'm like, how did we even get there? Get to Model 6. How has it been so far for you? Okay. So today, um, this particular model is just like a bonus, okay, to share wisdom keys on various scenarios, okay, and also it's to help us excel from model five. I mean, you know how model five was a bit emotional, so um, this would help us relax a little bit more, right? Okay, I'm sure it will be a very helpful one for you again. Um, you know, many times it's amazing you know, how we get excited about getting married without taking into consideration so many things and as usual knowledge is progressive so this may not be exhaustive of course of all that would ever come okay as it concerns being married but I i'm sure that it will definitely enrich you so as usual and um, we always have a model defining scripture and for model six our model defining scripture is Proverbs 4 and verse 7, the Living Bible Translation, it says, Getting wisdom is the most important thing you can do. And with all your wisdom, develop common sense and good judgment. Okay. And so the model objectives, again, would be that by the end of this model, you would have been exposed to various circumstances, you know, that can arise and wisdom on how to handle them, you know, as they come. Yeah, and um, also for the model outline um, for this particular model six, we, you know, have different areas that we're going to be covering. Um, it's quite a number of them. So I'll just jump right into it. I'll mention what the subject is and then um, we'll just go in to see how um, we can handle each of these things. Okay, right. Um, so let's just jump right into it. So the first one I would want to bring up, like from this caution series, would be another faith wisdom. Another faith wisdom. Okay, so now for this one, um, I would like to say that if someone, you know, used to be of another faith and is now saved, and coming to ask you out, please, I would need you to be very certain and sure that the salvation of this person is complete. Okay. Now, I'm saying that they answered the call to surrender to God by believing in their heart and confessing with their mouth the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Okay. And that it was not because of wanting to win you that they claim that they are saved. Do you understand what I'm saying? So this person is not pretending. This person did not um, 
see you, target you, and then started making plots and felt, okay, so one of the things you really look out for is someone that is safe. So he pretended and came to say, oh, he's now suddenly saved. All right. So be very sure that this person is fully in God and has actually started, you know, a walk with God. Okay. And, um, I would usually advise, okay, that this should not be a new convert. I'm saying, don't, don't be in a relationship with a new convert. Give them some time to grow. Do you understand? Because you really need, you know, someone that has grown, um, to be able to function with you because, um, you know, that person just needs time, just like a brand new baby and the new baby is trying to take on the responsibility of running a family. That's going to be too much responsibility for that baby. So the baby needs time to grow, needs time to feed, needs time to increase, needs time to be nurtured. So I would say give such a person time to be nurtured and to really grow, you know, and um, be very sure that this person is really working with God. Also be sure that that is what God wants for you. I'm saying purpose wise now. Okay. And then also for such a person that is saying, oh, used to be of another faith and um, is saying he has been saved for a while now. Um, watch out for the manifestation of the fruit of the spirit as well from that kind of person. Okay. I would really want to suggest to you, um, if you're still growing in this area of hearing from God, um, there's this book by Joyce Mayer and then Kenneth Hagin. They have amazing books about hearing from God. You want to, you know, glean from their materials and really pay attention to hearing from God because you really, really, really need that to be able to make the right decisions at every single time. Okay. Now, still in the um, light of another faith wisdom, right? Now, there are some other people from another Christian background that is different from yours. Now, I'll take this slowly so that you understand. This person is um, a Christian, okay, but they are from another background that is different from what you're used to. I would really like you to take caution on this one. Now, let me give you some examples. This person is coming from a background that believes in candles, burning of red candles, yellow candles, blue candles, green candles, all kinds of colors of candles. This person believes in, you know, special riverside bath, you know, taking you for special baths like that. This person believes in some certain special water you know, that needs to be applied to your stuff or that you need to drink, you know. This person believes in some strange kinds of rituals. This person believes in some special oils, you know, and other practices and elements that you are not used to or that you're not very sure of. Now, I need you to really, really ask questions. Why do I want you to ask questions? Because you need to understand exactly what you're getting into. Don't be blinded or carried away by, you know, love and all of that. And then you don't take out time to really find out. Even though we would really deal with questions to ask, you know, when we enter the relationship series, the relationship startup kit, which is in session two of this course, okay? Um, I'm just saying be very sure that these people actually have a salvation experience, um, because some people also have learned to be Christians, but really they never got saved. All right. Let them tell you their exact salvation experience because everyone has a salvation experience or a salvation story. Okay. And how they have taken conscious steps to foster spiritual growth and be sure to hear from God about this person.
all right so i'm saying this is someone from another kind of wisdom so you would need to um you know pay uh pay a lot of attention and be very sure that this person has been detached i've seen people of course i mean that are doing so well currently saved and all of that but i mean they possibly maybe their background they didn't start out this way but i mean you have seen that they've grown over the years and they've been established you know in the faith um but um yeah that's that about it okay because i have also seen people that after you know the wedding the man gave them items to resume his former faith practice okay and at that point you know that the lady had been deceived already so you don't want to have that kind of um experience all right so make sure that you're treading with caution and be sure that this person is fully saved so this is when you're dealing with someone that is coming from another faith background okay um so you need to know how to handle this kind of scenario and this kind of person if you ever are faced with this kind of decision so you're not just carried away by oh but the person now comes to church but you're not really sure that they're saved all right um so it's important to find out about that right now let me just talk about another aspect that can arise that i've seen you know happen to some people um there's this perspective of i am still in the market okay so let me just um explain a bit about this one so i'm still in the market perspective does not equal personal advertisement yep let me explain what i'm saying if you remember the story of ruth Ruth was very busy, but Boaz noticed her, okay? Because the truth is that those noticing you, many times you have no idea about them. If you also check about Rebecca in, you know, in scriptures, it was not even her husband that met her first. Can you imagine? It was even their slave. You know, that's why I said that it's very important that kindness is a lifestyle for us, okay? And just because she was very kind to him, and, you know, that was what he was looking out for. He was looking for someone that was going to be kind, you know, and he chose her for the boss. Okay. So now I understand that yes, you're in 21st century. Um, you would say, Oh no, anybody that wants you has to come directly to you and all, oh, but your route might just not be someone else's route. You need to always tread with caution and with, you know, with wisdom. All right. So I'm saying you should treat people well, as much as I saying, Oh, I'm still in the market and all of that treat people well. Okay, and imagine destiny collaboration through all kinds of people. Now, this one was a slave, okay, but that was the destiny collaborator at that time for her. All right, so in this age, you know, that may sound inapplicable, but the truth is, like I said, you do not know the route that God would want to use yet for you. All right, so why not just be your best every single time? All right, now understand also that the man you know coming not every time may look like the gq kind of guy yeah so i don't know if you have seen of course this very old movie um coming to america you know the story and all of that but i'm asking you today that um, if, if that was the kind of circumstance you encountered would you have passed the test you know the the sister patrice was always you know looking for the one telling out the sweet things but he had no substance. He was just, you know, <laughs> making a lot of mouth. And she could not discern, be, you know, beyond the lies and the facade at that time. But her sister Lisa got the real man. So be wise as you prepare. As you say, oh, you're in the market. 
oh, you're still in, you're still there. Make sure that kindness is something you're wearing every single day because you just never can tell, you know, the route with which you will have your own um, encounter with who God is making ready for you as well. Okay. Um, also, this is another aspect um, that I'll need you to pay attention to and apply wisdom with, which is that a waiting and preparation period is not a curse. And you must please understand this. Okay. And I need you to maximize the period that looks like you're preparing and the period that looks like you're waiting. Don't see it as a season of just a waste of time or a season that you're cursed or a season that you're cursing and saying, oh, I can't wait to just live this life and all of that. Okay, this is the time to build capacity in many areas of your life. So learn to be, I mean, this is a period, if you're not a very organized person, you want to learn to be more organized, all right? And um, the way it is now, you know, the technology age has made everything so easy, so you can find courses even online to help you to become a more organized person. As simple as that is, that can be a game changer for you. So maximize the season that you're in so well. All right. And don't forget, like I said, you have purpose to fulfill and marriage is actually not the sum up of your life. So don't put your life on hold saying, oh, you're waiting for a man and all of that. So you're now not doing anything else with yourself. All right. Also saying that you should maximize this waiting period. Be an intercessor. Yeah. Maximize this period and begin to intercede. I'm telling you the truth. See, the truth is that you cannot even finish praying. Okay, but it's always better to pray ahead of anything. Now, of course, I will still share with you the things that you can pray about later in the course, you know, when we start getting closer to family matters and all of that. But the truth is that in this season of preparation and waiting, you can begin to pray your children through different phases of their lives. Convert the season to a very productive season so that you're not missing out on anything when it feels like, oh, you're finally, you know, in and you're married and you're settled and all of that. You are not feeling like, oh, um, I wish I was still single. No, this is the season to maximize. Release deposits of grace and mercy that your generation, you know, generations to come, they will be forever grateful to you, you know, for taking out that time, you know, for, for investing. All right. Now, waiting for some years before conception after marriage as a design, you may not even have as much time as you may want, but you can pray ahead and be ready before time. Okay, you can use the season. Let it be your pruning. Let it be your fine tuning season. Don't waste it. Don't spend it feeling sorry for yourself. And don't stay miserable in this season. This is the season to plan. This is the season to learn. This is the season to improve your skills. This is the season to build capacity. This is the season to be more productive. This is the season to scale your business. This is the season to master yourself more and know yourself some more so that you can leverage yourself and begin to produce results that are life changing out of yourself. So please, the waiting and preparation season is not a cost. It's a season that you can use and be productive with yourself. And you'll be glad. You'll be so glad. You can begin to organize so many things, even from this stage. Start learning about meals for children. Start learning about caregiving for children. I mean, taking this course alone tells me that you are ready. You are so ready, you know, to launch yourself to another level. Okay, so it's important that you maximize every season of your life. All right, 
So still going on with wisdom and you know things to do um to maximize your season and your to maximize yourself. You know, I promised you about this particular one that um, in model five I said I was going to come into this particular one. So let's just jump right into this one. It says um hormones matters and cold night. You know, I like this kind of um subject, so um I'll take this one slowly. Um, so let's discuss about this. Yes, I'm talking to you at this time. I hope nobody's where you are, but even if someone is there, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure that um, they can learn and it's going to be beneficial with them. Okay. Now, the truth is that there's nothing wrong with you if you do feel honey, honey. Somebody say, what is honey? Okay. It means that you feel like having sex. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm saying Feel like having sex, okay? Feel now is the focus there. I'm not saying that, oh, it's happening to you, but the urge is there. You feel like it, okay? As a single sister, yes. I'm not I'm not going to deny that fact. And you shouldn't deny the fact too that, hey, sometimes it just feels like, you know, your hormones are all over the place, you know. The truth is that God created these hormones and he also gave us self-control as the fruit of the spirit. Have you noticed that? So now let's look at it practically. How do I handle it when I'm burning with sexual desires? And I mean, for some people, it's even a case that you have even experienced great sex before you got saved. You know, but now that you're saved, you're trying to live by the principles of the word of God. And the word of God has said to you, you're not supposed to have sex before marriage. And, you know, you really, really want to honor God. But, I mean, it's not so easy as it sounds. Sometimes you ah, you see one very hot guy sometimes and you're all over the place. You're feeling, you're feeling ah, funny already. You feel like, ah, man, if this guy, if, I, if not, if not, if not, you know, you're, you begin to... Try to come up with some considerations. How are you supposed to handle it? You know, if um, this comes at any time and really it can happen to anyone. I mean, you can even be in a very spiritual atmosphere and this kind of thought just suddenly just comes to your mind. Can you imagine that kind of thing? You know, or maybe you're just home alone. You know, sometimes it's the time of the month. You know how it feels. You know, different things can just come up. So let me just give you some practical ways of how to handle um, those urges when they come. The first thing I will say is do not give room for idleness, okay? Because your mind roams when it is not busy. So get busy. Do you understand? That is not the time to wallow in it over and over again. If you start feeling that way, that's not the time to, you know, start checking the internet for more stuff about it. Or, um, you know, that's not the time. Just get busy, okay? And don't just leave that room for idleness at that time, all right? Now, another way, again, to deal with that um, desire when it comes unexpectedly many times, you know, is please avoid watching erotic scenes and related items. What I mean is that stop watching erotic movies, music videos that are very erotic, pornographic videos and the rest of them do you understand so i it's something you need to pay attention to because your feelings don't come just like that something always feeds our feelings okay so for example if you are a telemundo addict i came for you on this one <laughs> 
Okay, I'm not here to be judgmental. Remember, one of the um things for us at the Polish Town Fit is that is a no judgmental. But here we rub minds and we talk about you know things that we need to talk about. Okay, so I would say consciously ignore Telemundo. Do as if it does not even exist on your DSTV or um block it off for the meantime. Do you understand and just stay away from anything that would continue to um pull the passion out of you. If you if you if you if you check sometimes you know so they say this thing about Telemundo because I do a lot of research. So um, Telemundo says feel the passion. So I'm asking as um, someone that is single and it says feel the passion. So when you feel the passion at that time, what will you now use that passion that you are feeling to do? Do you get? That's when you start ugh, different things to start coming into your mind. So I would say consciously ignore. <laughs> Things like Telemundo. Also, for the Game of Thrones lovers. Mm, okay, well, I've not watched it, okay? But I, I was told, I heard about it, you know, because at that period, I think when it was out and it was raining everywhere, this person is talking about it, that person is talking about it. I was told that there were a lot of very sexual scenes and it really need to be on guard, okay? While I understand the desire, many people have this desire to belong and feel like you're in when something is, tread, is, you know, is trending. You know, you don't want to also be left out, but then in trying not to be left out, sometimes those things can become a trap for you, okay? And I always say this, that if something is not increasing you, it is definitely taking something from you, okay? And Every sing of something sensual, okay, and sexual um, is a seed that is sown in your heart, waiting to manifest. So please don't feed it any further, okay? Because what you feed will definitely grow and what you starve will definitely die. But if you constantly are feeding those desires, those thoughts, then you're setting yourself up that one day, maybe when you're feeling weak and vulnerable, and the chance comes and there's one hot guy there. I'm telling you the truth. You surprise yourself that you'll just be found under the sheets with him. So you want to be careful, right? Okay, so avoid watching things that are erotic and things that spark up that desire. You should um, begin to find out what turns you on. And if that's one of the things for you, like what you watch and what you see, then please cut them off um, from around you. Also, in handing this, please do not deny your hormones. All right, they are simply doing their work. That's why they were put in our body. But then you know you can ask God for a quick walk in righteousness. He can compress time for your sake and bring your marriage forth speedily. Okay, so don't deny your hormones. It's not. It's not evil. It's not something bad that you know your hormones are trying to spike up here and there. All right. Um, I also say, please be honest. Be very honest about your feelings, but don't dwell there for a very long time. Then, you know, also this season of, you know, preparation, I needed to have a very godly support system or a godly support group, okay, where you can always be helped to gain your balance again, okay, when such moments come, especially closer to your monthly circle. I don't know why that thing happens a lot. When it's close to the monthly circle like this guy, everywhere will begin to feel like you're on fire, and sometimes you just feel so honey that period. So you, you want to uh, make sure that you have a good support system, you know, uh, uh, around you. Those friends that are really true, that you can tell as it is, okay? 
So, and of course, they may also be going through a similar thing at that moment. And you can find a way to encourage each other. I understand that, I mean, this day and age, most people are not true to their feelings. We tend to pretend a whole lot. But I mean, if you have people that you can talk to like that very freely to help you a great deal, where you can encourage them and tell them, don't worry, we're almost there, things like that. Encourage yourselves and you'll be able to, you know, withstand whatever pressure that you're feeling in that season. Okay. And then also, that's also the period to build a great bond with the Holy Spirit and tell him to help you consciously, okay? Don't, like I said, don't deny those feelings. That's the period say, Holy Spirit, see, I'm burning. I am feeling so horny. Like, I want to have sex at this time, you know, and all of that. I really need you to help me. I want to do it right. I want to stay chaste and all of that, okay? Then, okay, so this one is going to be funny, but it's one of the things I also recommend, <laughs> In trying to just manage, you know, those desires, um, I would say see men as if they have HIV. Sorry about this example, okay? Just to keep you cautioned, okay? And then give yourself a proper pep talk ahead of time, okay? And I, I discovered also that, you know, when you don't plan your response ahead of a circumstance, many times when those circumstances, they arise, you don't give the best of response to it, Okay? So it's important. It's something you can talk to yourself about ahead of time. All right. And say, okay, no matter what is going on, this shall be my response to the circumstance. Okay. So it's very important that you give that constant pep talk, give it to yourself. All right. So it's important that um, we have that in place. Also still handling all of these desires um, when they come, you know, is that, um, ask yourself also that will it be worth it to be pregnant ahead of time after waiting all this while, after preparing, after investing in yourself, will it be, I mean, necessary, will it be nice, will it be worth it, you know, to just be someone's baby mama suddenly, just because, oh, you were just burning and all of that. And then you just gave injury and then, Hey, now, there's a pregnancy showing up that you were not budgeting for. All you wanted to do was just to ease the tension, you know, of the of the of the moment. But then now it's resulting in something more. All right. Now, if that comes up, how are you going to handle it? Okay. Also, what about the shame? What about the shame? I, this is me personally, I feel like you'll feel somehow seeing that particular person in case of a separation tomorrow. Okay. Now, if you go ahead, that's to give into, you know, sex ahead of marriage. When you're passing, you feel like, oh, they are talking about you. And it can be avoided. Why not avoid it so that the person does not even have something to talk about, using you as the subject for discussion? Do you get what I'm saying? So, you, I believe that is something you can just avoid, okay? And then also, ask yourself, these are practical ways, you know, when... You're having all of these, um, you know, desires spiking all over the place. How should you handle it? I'm giving us practical ways now on how you can actually handle these things, okay? I'm saying sit down, think about all of these steps that I'm mentioning and see how can you apply them? How can you practically, you know, start to apply them and start to, you know, make your decisions correctly, all right? Now, also ask yourself, is any human worth losing your salvation for? These are the things that um, keep me cautioned every single time. I tell myself that, okay, what if rapture takes place when I'm having that premarital sex? Like, 
while I'm in the midst of it, the trumpet sounds and the rapture just takes place at that time. Will I be proud to say this was what made me miss the rapture? Because I think about rapture, no matter what is going on. Do you understand? And then I also ask myself, is this person more important than God? Like to please them and then I'm dishonoring God. Who is more important on the scale of priority between my relationship with this person and my relationship with God? So do they really deserve that level of honor while I'm giving this honor to God? You need to also ask yourself all of these questions. Then also, for the joy set ahead of you, encourage yourself. And don't forget that you're a queen. And there are some things that are just beneath the class of queens. So it's not everything that you can, you know, give into. And sometimes, hey, zoom to the future and tell yourself how excellently you will satisfy your husband. And that is just a matter of time. And let that resolve, you know, strengthen you, you know, to, to make the right decision, even in the stage that you are in. Okay. Now, um, still in handling, you know, when this temptation comes, by the way, should I just quickly say this? Don't say that masturbation is not real sex or keeping sexual toys as your relief plan. Ah, 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 ah. Let's talk about that one. Let's not jump it. No touching of yourself and saying, I'm just using it to relieve the moment. Okay. Because I've seen some people get deceived and get lured into lesbian activities, you know. Um, and then the concept they usually use to deceive them is that uh, it's not a man now. So it's not really sex. Do you understand? You don't want to get into that addiction. It's something that you can avoid. All right. And because there is no temptation, you know, above us that is actually worth um, giving into. It is something that, you know, you can always overcome. And don't forget that your body does not belong to yourself. It actually belongs to God. And you should treat that body with honor. Okay. How do we know, you know, that these things are not okay? Have you noticed that if you have ever given into things like this, afterwards, you feel dirty. You feel like not yourself. You're not proud. In fact, to even pray or to approach God at that time, you feel so ashamed of yourself. That is just a pointer to tell you that, man, that thing you just did is wrong, okay? And also, the truth is that you were created with the capacity to say no to the wrong things. So trust the Lord for help. And he's more than able to and willing, you know, to help you through that phase of your life. And continually speak the word over yourself and tell yourself that you can do it. And the truth is that you really can. Because there are people that have gone through that phase of temptation and they were able to overcome the temptation. So when you're having hormones and cold nine battles, I'm sure you already know what to do right now. You can plan your response ahead of time and decide, create your own pathway and say, okay, whenever this temptation comes, this is how how I am going to handle it. And I'm sure that um, you'll be better for it. And you'll start seeing a different result coming out of it because you've taken this decision very um, seriously. Okay. Now let's also talk about whilst you're in a relationship caution. Let me help you with a little bit of caution here. Okay. Now um, I've seen this happen. I've seen this play out with some people but I, I just want to encourage you about it today um sometimes we do it unconsciously and then some other times it just 
yeah it just happens for some people deliberately so when you're in a relationship when this your prince charming finally comes when this hot guy you've been trusting the lord for this your god-fearing man this man that fulfills this list that does everything you know that you want i want to please um, encourage you and plead with you that you should never deliberately or accidentally seduce the man yes i said what i said okay so no matter how spiritual i really needed to be on god don't always say i want to check something you want to check something every single time you want to check something that man has blood flowing in his veins and also going to see him that's not the time to be dressing sexy do you get except you are looking for something <laughs> if you are looking for something that's a totally different ball game but i mean when you're going i expect you um, of course, I've seen people that say things like, oh, I want to kill the guy, I'll dress to kill, and all of that. Yes, he should keep admiring you, because sometimes we there's a thin line between it. So we're saying, oh, we want him to consistently admire us. He want, we want him to always see us looking very good. But then don't now go to the provocative lane and say, um, I want to seduce this guy. So you now use one perfume like that that has this very strong aphrodisiac kind of sensation, you know, that can set someone in the mood in a moment. That's the day you now wear the perfume and then your your boobs, everything is all over the place. Do you understand? And then you try to go there wearing something that is so, you know, you know what I'm talking about now. And then you say um, you just wanted to just seduce the guy. So what's your aim of seducing him? We are not married to him. When you're married, don't worry. You would have all the time to do all of these things. Do you get? So let me give you a little like um, personal experience from someone I know, like one of my baby girls. So what, what happened to her is that, um, you know, when she was in a relationship then, I, I used to wonder about it until I had to ask her one of those days. She wore only jeans, no matter what was happening, to go and see her fiancé at that time. And, you know, when I asked her, she was like, ah, please, I don't want stories that touch, you know. The guy is a solid guy. I mean, very good in the child of God, very solid, matured, all of that. But she was like, I, I don't even want to give any room mistakenly. I mean, it was so serious. About, she was so serious about this commitment that even while she was on her way and she forgets, she will go back to her house and change to her jeans because ugh, she does not want stories. Do you get? Because that's not the time. Maybe you wore one small skirt and you went to his house. And, um, okay, so maybe it's the room now that is only the room that is there for the main time or uh, that's the time you say you want to just relax raise your legs put it on the chair and the guy just comes in he's looking at everything and it's like ah man this meal will be very good for me for such a time as this do you understand i'm saying that these are battles people have fought and they have won and you can also still win your own battle so please don't be the one that would come and start introducing seduction into the relationship you know and you're saying, you know, you just, you, the guy is spiritual, don't worry, there's nothing there and all of that. No, don't do that. Then also in this area of, you know, when you are already in a relationship, you know, um, I would like you to also please reduce bedroom discussion mm -hmm. and on the bed discussion. 
I don't know if you get what I'm saying. That when it comes to see you or when you go to see him, not everything must be on the bed. You know, you're lying down on the bed and you say people are gisting. Then he hits with lying down on the bed. Both of you are lying down on the bed and you say you are gisting. Can you try and reduce all bedroom discussion? Anytime you have you know very important things to discuss and all that, that's not the time to go to the bedroom and be lounging and you know be lying down there. Or that's the day you say, oh, you are feeling sleepy, ha, sister, calm down now. Do you understand? And that's not the time to do all of that. Or, you know, whenever you just come to see him, you must just enter that room. Or he must just enter your room and you guys are just all over the place there. Now, so you may ask, okay, so if my apartment is just a room for the main time or his apartment is just a room, you know, at that time, how, how do we go about it? Get a chair. Sit down. You know, it doesn't have to. I'm just saying, don't create that um, overly relaxed space where easily things can run through your mind. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm sure you do understand because you have the mind of God, right? Okay. Now, also, um, that is not also the place for your bomb shots or the place to twerk. And you say, ah, there's one new step. You want to quickly show him. Or that you're a dancer. You want to quickly show him now that uh, you know how to dance very well. You're not telling him, ah, babe, please watch me. I, I want to dance. Watch me. You now play one song and you're twerking and giving him all the rolling dance down there. He will just gra grab you one of those things. <laughs> you know, for someone that is saying you want to be chased, that's not a way to be chased. I'm just being very practical about this thing I'm saying because many times I've discovered that, you know, we we get into all kinds of things and we're not being very honest about all the things that we did um, in the relationship or the things that are happening. And you just say, you don't know how it happened. It just happened. <sighs> Tell us the truth so that we know what's going on. So try your best and have mercy on the man, Okay. All right. And that's why I said, don't worry yourself that when you are getting married, I have a totally different session, specially crafted for you. Okay. So just remind me when that season comes that I are getting married though, and all of that, even I'm saying maybe even beyond the course, just buzz me that period and say, ah, you promised me that when I was getting married, that, um, you know, there are some things that um, I said I was going to share with you and all of that. You may not believe it, but there are so many things I know in that regard. Don't worry, I'll, I'll be sharing with you what I've, um, you know, with, uh, done with some of my brides before, you know. For bedroom matters, don't worry, to be super hot. Fear not. That one, I got you, like, I really, really, really got you, okay? So, and I have one of the easiest to use step-by-step -step system for lovemaking. Like, it's so good, easy to understand and filled with so much of wisdom okay so if you have any sister getting married very shortly and she's concerned about that area so let her buzz me and let me and let her get registered for that particular model is a very super hot full dose model i'm so proud of it and i mean i can brag about it anywhere any day okay so yep and so if you think staying pure is an ish for you um then you may want us to talk further about it. Um, I, I don't mind um, to offer some further help about this area for you, okay? Even though we'll still have boundaries and how to reinforce your boundaries in session two. So do well to register also for session two, okay? So um, now somebody say, hey, boss, you care. Ah, they fainted. Don't faint to wake up. 
Okay, uh, so you uh, can look at you one kind. Don't worry, me, I won't look at you one kind. The truth is that just seek help. Many times it's not as difficult as you are thinking and it's not as complicated as you are thinking, okay? And like I said, you can read and listen to No More Shits by Juanita Bynum. All right, and then make confessions for staying pure. You can actually confess how to stay pure. I'm telling you the truth. And then, you know, just generally stop lusting after men. Okay, the Lord is your strength on this one. For some people, I mean, it's so intense. They use their eyes and they undress a man, trying to imagine all kinds of things. How is the size going to be? How is this and that going to be? I'm just saying, put yourself properly under caution. Okay. Now, let me talk a bit, um, still talking about different areas. Like I said, this particular model is just wisdom on different scenarios, different things that can arise and, you know, how to, how to handle them, basically. You know, that's what this model is really about. Okay, now... Um, at the time of also still creating this course, and like I said, I had a pioneer team. I've 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 done with different people at different stages. So there's this particular time that um a man now. So a man speaks about hugs. Now this is not me as a lady talking about it alone, but you know the the the, the man at that time. You know he he talked about um hug and what hug. You know the day I shared about oh how that oh. This hug of a thing, I'm very careful about it and all that. So this was his view, and I thought to include it here so that you're even hearing from a man now, not just a lady, you know, saying. So this is what he said, um, that ladies are advised to stay off deep hugging with the opposite sex. And what is the reason he gave? His reason is that when you do that, he, he means like, I'm, I'm going to read it just the way he says. I'm going to say it just the way he says. I had to write this down so that I, I can say just as he said, okay? Um, he says... Um, when you cast all your investment <laughs> on a guy, it says no matter how spiritual, no, no matter how that man is, it says many things can flow in his mind, which you don't even want to know about. Okay, it says I've, I am a man and I have been there, so I know what I'm talking about. Okay, it says so many of them do it sometimes, you know, in quotes to tap current on you, which is cast out there and comes at a price sometimes, you know. And, you know, this one is coming for free. So he would definitely want to take advantage, especially if he's not a renewed man, okay? So position yourself in a way that will add value to you and not anima shown kind of thing. So anima shown simply means that ladies are not, that are not stingy with their bodies. <laughs> oh, my God. You understand? So, and he said the secret is make anyone admiring you look forward to it and not just sharing it like as soon like a barbecue, like a goat meat barbecue, okay? Like, so you should make sure that you're protecting yourself and you're keeping yourself, okay? And he says, coordinate yourself in a way that you're always excited, you always look good, you're friendly, and he says, tell me the devil that will block you from being approached by the right person. And these principles, they actually work over and over again, okay? Now, he says a bit of caution here. He says, I never said it is wrong to hug, but I'm saying no to the chest-to-chest -chest kind of full-fledged, full-measure kind of hug, but yes to the SU kind of hug expression, okay? With a reasonable distance, okay? So I guess you get the drift. I just thought to mention that now this is a man's perspective, okay? So going on still, um... So this question um, is, is still like um, different areas to handle. It came as a random question, okay, um, from 
someone and it was asked about overcoming past fears. Now, I had spoken and I had answered it, but I also thought that other people might be dealing with this as well. So that's why I chose to add it to this particular model. It says, I realized over time when I am close to or almost in a relationship that can possibly end marriage, I get scared if it will work if I'll be happy and plenty other things that I do not want, like I saw or did not see with my parents or plenty unnecessary things, what can I do? Okay. So my answer is that, you know, you should read up the model we talked about fear, which was a model five, read up about it and um, listen again over and over again to model five. Okay. And then renew your mind. Renewing your mind is something you cannot overdo. Study materials about renewing the mind. You have to consistently renew your mind. Of course, I would always record for rec renewing your mind. I would recommend resources from people like um, Joyce Mayer, Kenneth Hagin, Casey Price, Casey Treat, you know, Pastor Chris, Different people, they have stuff with renewing the mind. So you really, really need to get those materials and make sure that your mind is consistently renewed, okay? Now, also, this is another question. And um, I elaborately did this particular one because I've seen this play out over and over again. And I'm so confident that it would, it would be an eye-opener also for you. And the question is, um, and I call this one like a mentorship guide for you. Okay. Now it says, I would want to, but not all of us know how to talk to someone about a relationship. How should I go about it in talking to a mentor? I used to be very open, but experience I suppose has made me to become too cautious. Okay. So what do I do in such an instance? So Basically, this person is trying to say, how do I go about a mentorship relationship? How do I um, communicate with a mentor when it comes to my relationship? Okay, so I'm, I'm currently single, working towards marriage. And then, um, so I need to carry a mentor along and all of that. I've heard you talk about, you know, mentoring, how you spoke to your mentors about certain things. How do you handle that kind of relationship? Okay, now I really need you to pay attention at this time if you're distracted please pay attention because this one would really help you and um yeah so it's a very dicey one and it requires a lot of wisdom now i have also discovered that not so many people understand mentorship okay and the mentorship of these days and this age is not like the mentorship of yesteryears all right now, these days I see cases where once your mentor tries to correct you, it becomes a fight. I've seen that happen over and again. I've seen people that their mentor tried to correct them. Next thing, they blocked them on social media, blocked them on, you know, receiving calls and all of that. In fact, some went straight up to unfriend their mentors. I mean, it's amazing what the age has turned into, okay? So, so many people have become very unteachable. So, mentoring is a bit different these days because not so many people are teachable anymore. Everyone has a perspective. Everyone has an opinion and all of that. But I would still just give you guidance with how to handle a mentorship relationship. Now, the first part I would like to pick under my mentorship guide to you would be knowing who to talk to and who not to talk to. Okay, so that's where I'm going to start it from. First thing I would say to you is that the Holy Spirit is the most important person when it comes to insight. This one does not even require a debate. 
the most important person when it comes to insight, the truth is that the Holy Spirit is your best bet for insight. Okay. Now humans will do as much as they can. All right. And there are some things God has positioned people around you to help you with. If you remember the story of Moses and Jethro, for example, Moses was very close to God and as close as he was to God, it was Jethro that counseled him to delegate else he would have worn himself out. Why did God, you know, not ever talk to him about, you know, delegation and things like that? Can you imagine someone that is that close, that saw the glory, that was always, you know, in constant touch with God, but God never just talked to him because he had positioned someone already around him, um, expecting him to latch onto that wisdom and to learn because there is absolutely nothing wrong with mentorship. You only just need wisdom on how to handle mentorship relationship. Okay. So who to talk to and who not to talk to. I've looked into that. There are people, it's not everyone that you can talk to and call everyone you meet. Some people, everybody, hey, this one is my mentor. That one is my mentor. Okay. Now, so haven't determined that how do I go about managing the relationship with a mentor or for some people, they call them a coach. Okay. The first thing again, I would say is pray first and ask God to lead you to the person that best suits your destiny and whose counsel will profit you. I'll take that again. Pray first and ask God to lead you to the person that best suits your destiny and whose counsel will profit you. Now, this person I'm talking about does not have to be a popular person, okay? Because God has hidden hidden treasures, you know, in earthing vessels, okay? So trust God also for them to be convinced about you. The people you meet, the moment you meet them, they also have received that revelation about you and it just becomes like a perfect match. By the time you meet and you know you have your discussion or you maybe approach them for mentorship or something, you'll see that you know it just flows. It's difficult. You're not trying to force the mentorship relationship, okay? So the next thing I will say is please do not try to force it. God actually knows how to orchestrate our relationships, okay? Many times the truth is that's because we jump ahead of God. We jump ahead of God many, many, many times. And the truth is that, you know, sometimes you are supposed to relate to certain people, but that might just not be the appropriate time for that relationship. So a listening ear is different from a mentor. I don't want you to ever forget that statement. A listening ear is always different from a mentor. So somebody can be someone that, oh, you can easily talk to them. They listen a lot and all that, but that doesn't make them necessarily your mentor. Do you understand what I'm saying? So please look into that. Okay. Now you've prayed to God. You've asked for someone that best suits your destiny and whose counsel will profit you because not every counsel is profitable. Okay. So whose counsel will profit you? Now, the next thing is when you have decided and you have gotten clearance from God and you have observed those people also, then you can proceed with them. Okay. Please take note also, I would really have to say this at this time that no one is perfect, including your mentor. All right. So you can miss a blessing from them if you look at them based on their shortcomings, because everybody has shortcomings. OK, of course, I'm saying now also that a mentor that is telling you to do wrong is a big no, no. That is not your mentor. OK, once their suggestion is consistently. So maybe they looked a certain way to you and you were sure that, oh, this will be a good mentor for me. But now they're suggesting things that are constantly against God's word. I'll need you to take some steps backward. 
Okay. What I'm referring to is that, you know, when you get closer to people, you will see their faults some more. And it's easy to become very judgmental about them. And then you miss out on that compass because that person was supposed to give you a level of direction, but you didn't pay attention because you felt, oh, this person, ugh, I didn't know that this person was like this. Or I didn't. I'm not saying something fundamentally, you know, bad or something fundamentally wrong, but I'm just saying that not every um, one you see from a distance might be that way by the time you get closer to them. All right. And sometimes it's not even something spiritually. It might just be something ugh, you're like, oh, and I thought um, this person will be more organized. That maybe you went to the apartment, it's not as organized as you want it to be. And then you begin to pass judgment that, ah, will this one be able to be a good mentor? You know, so you want to be careful. Remember Eli? Eli was blind, you know, and he was even signing out of ministry and out of life. But guess what? God was still the one that used Eli to birth the ministry of Samuel. Can you imagine that? So it's, I mean, God could have used someone else instead of Eli, since a lot of things were not in place with him at that period. You know, he was really, really signing out, but he was the one that taught Samuel how to, you know, hear from God. He says, okay, when next you hear that voice, this is what you're supposed to answer. That is a mentor. That is someone giving you compass and teaching you what you're supposed to do. Okay. Also, of course, we know now that Moses was not a perfect person. And the day the sister wanted to talk against him, God had to caution her. Do you understand? Of course, eventually God still dealt with Moses by himself. So you need to be very careful. I'm mentioning this so that um, you know exactly how to go about relating with people. Of course, you need to also pray for your mentor because they also have their own challenges. And the attacks on the devil on them, of course, is always very, very huge. So... You want to make sure that you're praying for your mentor and you're not just expecting in quotes, um, you know, someone that is going to be performing um, a bracadabra for you or something. No, you have to be um, someone that understands how this relationship works. OK, now I haven't talked about the introductory part of it. Let's now go in deeper to the relationship with this mentor. All right. Now, define from the beginning why you want to learn from them and what area you want to learn from them. This is something you need to be certain about. Write it down that, OK, this is why I want to learn from this person. And these are the areas I really want to learn about from this particular person, because not everyone knows everything. Okay, so your mentor can actually train you in an aspect, an aspect, okay, while they may not be able to mentor you in another aspect. So be certain from the beginning that, okay, this is what I'm going to be learning from this person, or this is why I am learning or choosing to learn from this particular person, so that you're not putting too much of expectation on one person to do everything and to fulfill everything in your life. All right, now. Please, I want to say this in relating with them, do not lie to them. Because if it is someone, you know, God led you to and that suits your destiny, not just someone that you admire. Because charisma, you know, does not always mean that the person can mentor you. Your design is quite unique. So if it's a relationship mentor, be sure that they are grounded in the things of God and they have strength in the area of relationship. So you are not just seeing them like, okay, this person comes to your place of worship and this person is okay. So uh, I'm sure that the person will be a good mentor to me. So be sure that everything is in place. You know, before you settle your mind and say, okay, this person is my relationship mentor. Now, please, let me give you the very big caution in this area of mentorship. 
Please, my beautiful, sweet ladies, please. You cannot be freely, freely, you know, becoming mushy and all of that with a male as your mentor. Okay? Please. Many times it is very, very easy to develop emotions or feelings for those that you admire. There's nothing wrong with it because it's just almost like natural. Okay. And they are humans just like you are. You have to make up your mind that you will keep the main thing, the main thing. Look for what you went there for and don't be distracted with other things. If you can, sometimes if you feel like you're someone that, you know, easily you are carried away in the past, you could not really handle your emotions so well, you may want to look for a female mentor instead of a male. Do you understand? Because it will be easier with a female than a male, you know, to speak on some things in relationship. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, of course, I am not saying that you cannot have a male mentor because the truth is a male can guide you, no doubt. But I'm saying that there should just be very strong boundaries, okay? Or um, in cases where, you know, you really believe that that is the person God has sent you to or has sent to you, you want to make sure that such mentoring maybe is done with the person's spouse or with your own partner if you are already in a relationship, okay? And if it is just you at this time where you know you just need guidance, I would really need you to apply a lot of caution on this one, okay? Now, please, still in applying caution, do not go crying to a male mentor all the time and be seeking for a pat on the back, and staying in a warm embrace and saying that they are consoling you. What kind of consolation is that? Hmm? You cannot say that he's your mentor and you are now sitting on his laps. You are crossing personal boundaries when you begin to do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Be very careful. Many times I think we just go out of the line because we are not conscious of the actions and the steps that we are taking. So I've seen people, you know, go off track with this whole mentoring thing. And that's why I'm really bringing this up. And that's why I'm passionate about it and talking about it. Okay. Now you cannot, as a lady say, you want to show your mentor that is a man, something on your chest or something at the, on your bum and say, Oh, you are having a mentoring session. What kind of mentoring session is that? Do you understand? And also, please, just like we talked about, you know, this whole hormone cautioning, the day that you are horny, that is not the day to go for counseling with your male mentor. Do you understand? Before you start acting seductively without knowing, you now go there and then, you know, because you're feeling, there's a, there's a way when you're feeling horny, there's how your body begins to behave and you begin to, I mean, you'll be surprising yourself sometimes when that happens. So that's not the time to say you are going for a mentoring session. Then you now dress provocatively and you get to the session and then that's the day your cleavage, everything is pumping out there. And then again, maybe you're really so blessed and then the boobs, your jugs, everything is everywhere there. So mentoring session, that is not the day for you to go for mentoring. Okay. So deal with that emotion and all of that in another way. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have to really get a hold of yourself and your emotions. Okay, go for a lot of emotional intelligence, um, classes and journals and books and read up and find out how to really maintain and handle your emotions, okay? Also, please, mentoring session is not the day for cleavage showing outfits. Don't say, ah, um, yeah, you wanted to just quickly show, show, show your mentor what exactly. What are you showing there? 
you now bring out your breast and bring everything out and say that that's the day you want to go for mentoring. Please, can you stop that already? The day that you want to pump, don't, don't come. Don't keep your mentoring session to yourself at, at that day. If you have an appointment, you have to be decently dressed. Okay? Are you trying to seduce or, or distract the man? So I need you to just stop that already. Sorry, I'm sounding like I'm, <laughs> like I'm offended on this one. I am not offended, but I'm just very passionate about it because I've seen people make mistakes. Some of them claim that it was an innocent mistake. Meanwhile, I mean, it was just something you did not apply wisdom to. And that's why this is coming up in this course. Remember, this stage of pre-relationship refinery, that is what is called a refinery. A refinery is that place you go to and that you are getting pruned. That is the place where anything that is crude, anything that is improper, anything that is impure is taken out so that you are presented as the best version of yourself. Do you understand? I want it to be a woman of value. I want it to be a woman that is going to be respected no matter where you find yourself. Why am I saying this? I have seen unplanned kisses. Yes. Erupt from such seeming helpful embrace. You know, you were crying. I've seen the lady was crying. Ah, wanted to be consoled and comforted. And then, you know, you're resting. You're suddenly ready. And maybe the mentor that day came to, to sit very close to you. They gave you handkerchief or they gave you tissue. And then you're sniffing and you're crying and all that. And then you, you were held in a very warm embrace. And maybe the perfume that day too, whether your own or his own, was very uh, enticing and all of that. And then, you know, you went, oh, 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 you don't know what's going on and all of that. And that's the moment. And suddenly, before I know what's happening, a kiss came out inside the thing because you were not just being, you know, sensitive. Okay. And that's another reason for putting this caution up. Okay, as there may be some intimate things that you should not be sharing with a male that is not your spouse, because it can actually spark what you were not planning for. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, now I never said that a male cannot mentor you. They can mentor you in several other areas, okay? But you know, those secluded counseling mentoring sessions one-on-one -on -one, only the both of you in a very coded place or coded way as much as possible i really want you to avoid it so that you're both helping yourself and you're also helping the mentor okay also do not get into the flow of odd hour chats okay like very odd hours they are now trying to say i just want to check for your mentor and you want to check up on your mentor, you're, you're sending a message that, oh, something just came up. So you just start to run it through by your mentor that is a man. Girl, stop it already. Okay, because sometimes, you know, those little, little, little chats like that can begin to form an emotional affair. And so for some people, it becomes a soul tie where, you know, there's just this ungodly lusting after them. Do you understand? I want you to promise me that she would not be in the statistics of those who ended up having affairs with their mentors. Because I've seen that over and over again. You are not their wife, okay? And don't go wishing that the wife will not be around so that you can, in quote, spend quality time with him. I've seen these things happen over and over again. Don't be in that address and don't attract any curse on yourself. Do you understand? Okay? 
So please tread with caution. I'm putting this caution especially when it is a male that is mentoring you. Maybe he's a pastor, he's a spiritual authority, or he's a male coach and all of that. Just apply all of this caution so that you don't forget yourself. And then, you know, that's not the time because the enemy can be very subtle and he can take advantage of moments. You know, that's not the time to, to be blushing and receiving unnecessary compliments. Do you get what I'm saying? And you go, maybe say you were having a mentoring session that day. And it's just only you. Your partner is not there. It's just you now as the lady. And then you are blushing one extra blush. Because they say, oh, you look very good or something. You have to be very careful, you know. The funny thing is that, you know, a woman can actually mentor both a male and a female. <laughs> it's strange. Why? The build of a woman is actually different. But there should still be great caution. So she should not say, oh, because she's also very strong and she can handle because... You know, there are guys that have ladies as their mentors, you understand, but they do so with a lot of caution. And there's this thing, you know, generally, I mean, I notice that most of the uh, men that are mentored, you know, by or have female leaders, they seem to really respect them and they hardly cross boundaries many times, except it's the woman that is the one initiating something like that. Do you understand? Except for very extreme cases and all that. So it's just advisable, you know, that you just tread with caution when it comes to this whole issue of mentoring. Again, I never said that a male cannot mentor you as a lady for marriage. I'm only stating areas that you need to take serious caution for and know what kind of conversations to have if your mentor is a male. Now, if he's now even somebody that is not married and is a male, ha. Please take it easy. Do you understand? So that you don't even just set yourself up, you know, for issues, okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? And I personally, I mean, I have had male mentors, okay? And um, and I'm saying even for relationship, but with very, very strict caution from my end and from their ends too. I am, when it comes to that, I'm super strict. So I don't, there are some lines you cannot cross. When you say something that is inappropriate, I have my way of putting you back on track and like, you're not supposed to come up with that kind of conversation like it's not your business. You know, I just try to maintain. It has to be very civil and as official as possible. I don't put anything personal and all of that, you know, into it to avoid being distracted at any point in time, okay? Now, no matter who people are, I personally am very careful when I'm relating with them, okay? Now, if... At any time you feel like your mentor is crossing the line, cautiously, okay, politely put them back on track. I have a way of doing that and you can learn it too, okay? And don't forget that your mentor is not supposed to replace God in your life, all right? And so if they are asking for something out of place, please always choose God above them and don't be swayed and don't be carried away, all right? And if it goes beyond normal, call for help immediately, all right? And you might have to end that mentoring relationship if you see that uh, every time I um interacting with this man, the way he's um going about the conversation, it makes me uncomfortable. Or you know, he starts you're talking to him, he's looking at your breast, you're talking to him, he's asking you to come and sit on his laps, you're talking to him, and you know, he, he would claim it's a mistake, he's hitting your ass. 
you know, and different things like that. You have to be super careful and put him on the line, you know, put that person in, in, in check immediately. And you might want to, like I said, start working and rounding off that mentoring relationship and maybe look for someone else or something. Do you understand? Because you do not know why the person might be going that route. All right. And don't excuse it. Don't, don't be in awe. Okay. Of the pressing and now, um, fall prey of something that you should have been wise about. When people are giving you signals about something that you know is inappropriate, quickly detach yourself from that space immediately. All right. Your sanity and all of that is more important than any, um, relationship or something that you're trying to build at that time. May we not go to where, you know, we're not supposed to go to for help. All right. So make sure that, you know, everything is in place. So I thought to mention, sorry that I had to digress and push that up. But um, I'm just saying that, um, you know, make sure you're applying caution when it comes to a mentoring relationship so that you are not carried away or, you know, not, also don't go and say it's a hotel room. You want to have a mentoring session. Be careful, though, please. Don't say I didn't mention all of these things in case, you know, you are finding yourself in a circumstance where it's a male that is your mentor and all of that and you're noticing things that are inappropriate quickly take caution and don't say you are strong or that i should be the person is spiritual is also strong they'll be able to handle things and all of that please don't be in that address make sure that you apply that caution very strongly as you relate with them okay so still going on in your mentoring make sure that you are accountable make sure that you know that your mentor can ask you anything at any time and you're not going to have to lie that is why I said you should go for someone that you trust, someone you can be free with and that will not judge you or look at you somehow. So there should be people that have a large heart and an expanded capacity. All right. Now, I haven't talked about accountability. I want you to also always pray before your conversations with your mentor so that those people are led for you with the right counsel. Do you understand? Now, they may be having a personal challenge period and their counsel can become infiltrated by their moment. So it is important that you are always spiritual about everything you're doing. So do it spiritually so that you always have good counsel. Do you understand? Because sometimes we've seen cases where, you know, people have a lying spirit working with them at the, at the moment. You don't want to get a wrong counsel at any time. So pray before your mentorship sessions, before you send a report, before you give a feedback so that your mentors are led right, you know, concerning whatever counsel they are going to be giving to you. Okay. And also, please, you know, the mentorship also ex um, expects a level of transparency from you. Okay, so be ready to say to them as it is that ah, I don't know what happened, but I kissed my fiance, I kissed my the person I'm in a relationship, though ah, we almost had sex. If something like that ever happens, but if you follow all these boundaries and all this caution that I've been talking about, I'm sure you should have less of such um, conversations, you know, to present. Okay, and anything else that is supposed to be a boundary, make sure that you're, you know, you are. You are going to be truthful. Make up your mind. You are going to be truthful with that mentor of yours, okay? And then also, please don't forget to be a spiritually sound person, not a weak person, all right? And um, being anointed is actually being different. Is different, totally different from being spiritual. Be discerning even when you relate with your mentors. You have to just be very discerning, all right? Okay. Now, also, please be open to correction. This one, like I said, 
I've seen that it has become a challenge for a lot of people to become teachable or to receive correction correctly. Okay? So don't be that mentee that the mentor cannot talk to really. And don't be a petty mentee. Okay? I don't want a petty mentee. You have to be very careful not to be a petty mentee. And stop all this, oh, he did not call me, she didn't call me. Oh, my mentor didn't make a post for me on my birthday. Oh, my mentor did not visit me in my house and all of that. Your mentor is a very busy person. And your mentor, please know this, that is not your friend. They may be friendly with you, but your mentor is not your friend. All right? So please make sure you know how to draw the line accordingly. All right? Also, please don't be that mentee that is always buzzing or disturbing the mentor. Access does not mean no breathing space. It can lead them to cut you off. There are people like that. They, you know, they like that their privacy and their space. But if every moment, you know, they come in contact with you, all you are doing is, you know, disturbing them, sending them unnecessary message, broadcast messages. You are sending it to your mentor. Please be very careful. You must respect them and make sure that you're relating with them you know in the appropriate way okay and please realize this also you know that mentors also get hurt yes mentors they also get hurt because in the past you know they've given a lot to others and the mentees turned against them i've seen that happen over and again so just like you they have trust issues opening up again to another person so the same way you're thinking ah I don't want to just open up anyhow to someone. They too, as mentors, are beginning to learn how to shield themselves because we've seen cases where the mentees, you know, ended up turning against them or maybe, you know, all kinds of things. You have to just be very careful. Then as a mentee, please, feedback is everything. You must give feedbacks. Okay, if they gave you a counsel, if they told you something to do, if they gave you an assignment, they gave you a process to follow, make sure you get back to them with a feedback. So don't let them be the one chasing you everywhere for the feedbacks. If they told you that you're supposed to do something, make sure you do those things. Okay? And then honor your mentors. Don't become familiar with them. I've seen all kinds, like I said. Don't become too familiar with them. Honor them. Respect them. Respect their family. Respect their spouse. Respect their space. Yeah. And if you commence the mentorship relationship, but you know, you notice that they always give you counsels against the word of God, then shield yourself because the word is still our standard for counsel, not feeling or experience alone. Okay. So make sure that the person is not recommending something negative or something bad to you, you know, to do and, you know, teaching you how to do something that is against God's word. Be careful about that. And if at any time you feel that the assignment with that mentor is completed, please do not bang the door. You may always need to pass again and again through that door. So do not be that person that uses and dumps people. So don't use and dump your mentor at will. Do you understand? Be thankful. If you feel like, okay, so this mentoring season is, you know, rounding up or something, be thankful to them. Thankful for the season of learning and the wisdom you have gleaned from them and the access that you have enjoyed, okay? And don't give that um, attitude of, oh, I don't need you again, okay? Don't form the habit of using people and dumping them when you think you have gotten what you want from the people, all right? And then please, please do not speak evil about them. Also, don't go sharing about their weaknesses just because you were close to them and you were exposed to their weaknesses. Don't go sharing about it. Just commit them to God and keep moving. If things turn sour at any level between you, okay? And still, I mean, walk in love, even though they do not have to, you know, go back to become, you don't have to go back to become, you know, their mentees anymore, but 
you don't have to always, you know, that's not the time to present it. Or maybe during the mentoring sessions, then they shared with you some of their particular weaknesses, things they've done in their past, things they've experienced. Then maybe the relationship, you know, towards the end of your mentoring session, things didn't turn out very well. And then you now start using it against them. Ah, eh. In fact, the person even told me this and that. You're a tail bearer. You have to learn how to manage relationships, okay? Be a wise person whilst you relate with people. All right? Now, still on the mentoring, um, for some cases, when it feels like, like I said, that you feel like you've rounded up and everything is, you know, coming to an end, like your relationship mentor, you can give, and I gave you guidance throughout the period, and now you're finally married. So maybe they guided you, went for sessions every time with them and all of that. You're, you're finally done. Make it a point of duty to honor them. You can buy them a gift, you know, and thank them for that period of mentoring you and all of that and still honor them, okay? Now, your communication may not be as frequent as before, but from time to time, you can just stay in touch, send them a gift, especially if you had a beautiful mentoring experience with them, okay? So make sure that um, all of that is also in place. All right. Um, and then let their voice after the Holy Spirit be the voice that comes ahead for you for counsel. All right. Now, during the season of being single, you have all kinds of people trying to give you counsel. Don't allow those people's counsel to consistently clash with that of your mentor. If you've said this person is the person mentoring you, this person is the person giving you counsel, giving you direction and all of that, it becomes, you know, a signal for them to stay away from you. If they always feel like you tell them one thing and you're always ignoring what they tell you to do, you know, and then you keep quoting what such and such said. So you went to see your mentor say, eh, okay, but um, sister so-so-and-so told me this. Brother, this and that said I should do it like that, which is totally different from what your mentor told you then. Ugh, it might look like a waste of time and investment, and people are busy these days. So they may, you may just notice that, oh, the mentor does not have time again for you. It's not that they don't have time. They just felt... If I'm going to be wasting my time talking to you consistently and you would always do what is opposite or you would prefer to talk to someone else or you even can be running what maybe the mentor said through so many other people, the mentor may just give you some space, okay? So like, for example, personally, my, my marriage counselor, um, the person that counseled me before I got married with my husband, um, I still send her gifts from time to time because she was really super amazing, like so, so, so amazing. And I have other relationship mentors too, and I value what we have together. I love them genuinely, not just for the benefit that they provide. Okay, so if if you can, have that conversation with them when you think, oh, you need to reduce com communication so that they are not wondering, ah, what's going on with this person? And don't leave them in a limbo. So if you're rounding up that kind of relationship, you can let them know that, okay, ah, I may not um, talk as much as before. I may not send as much as um, feedbacks as before and all of that. But so that they just are carried along basically and know exactly what it might be, you know. And because if it was you too, you won't take that, okay? Just use wisdom. Whew. It feels like I talked a lot, right? There, but I'm sure you gain wisdom and um, you know how to function in a mentorship relationship going forward, okay? So let's just move on to other areas of counsel and other things that can arise and how you should handle those things, okay? Now, there's this other one of handling Mr. Nines that is saying nothing, okay? This one is how do you handle a guy who keeps... Being nice, but he's not saying anything. So there are different guys looking around, just forming Mr. Nice, but none of them have said anything to you. So my first answer to this would be, 
what is the level of relationship and how did that relationship start? How did he come up to just start being Mr. Nice to you suddenly? Okay, well, I would say you to be nice to him, right? Okay, now it's a different thing if he starts saying, oh, he wants to hang out always with you or he's always trying to buy one gift or the other or he's sending special messages or he's always wanting to chat with you or you know he's just sending you feedbacks that like someone that he's in a relationship with as a lady i'm sure you always know when it is more than a handshake right okay so such a circumstance you can nicely like when you are now seeing like very very deliberate moves you know you can nicely appreciate him and let him know that you're a principled lady and you don't just you know hang around people without a direction so you can plainly ask in that kind of circumstance that you know about what he wants now of course your tone and how you go about it matters a lot it's still a wisdom thing so don't just rush and start harassing him maybe so he sends you some messages. This is just one week or two weeks. Sent you messages, sent you some gifts and says, oh, let's go for lunch or let's go for dinner or let's go for a drink or something. And then the next day, you're already sending messages. Hey, what do you want? This, this, that. Just calm down first, okay? Because sometimes, yes, he may want something, but he's shy. He doesn't know how to say it just yet. Or he's still observing you. He's still trying to make up his mind. He's still seeking counsel. He's still praying about you. He has just not made up his mind yet. But he just feels, okay, let me even start being friendly to this lady, first of all. So you need to, you know, have wisdom. Again, like I said before, discernment is always, always better than discussion sometimes. So guess what? The Holy Spirit can even ask you to hold on and not ask him anything yet sometimes and guide you to just still be nice to him and you should keep praying about it. So in such a circumstance, please follow that instruction that God can give to you, okay? And also don't say, oh, because he's being nice, he actually wants you. Because sometimes, hey, people, it's just natural to some people to be very nice and very caring to those that come around them or that those that they come around. So do not assume. That might just be the way he expresses himself. There are people like that. It might just be his love language and that is how he expresses love to people. And, you know, don't be in a haste um, so that... Um, you're not now embarrassed at the end of the day. So somebody doesn't just meet you and then the next minute. Well, I'm just saying that, you know when this thing, I mean, somebody cannot come and say it's your birthday. <laughs> he presents, gives you a car and then, oh, he organizes a surprise party for you. He gives you very expensive gifts. He does so many, you know, extra things. And you say, oh, he's just being nice. Sister, that one is not just being nice. Ask him what he's looking for, especially if he has not said anything. And trust me, men will not just go investing just like that without having something in mind. Everybody that is an investing person, they have this thing of looking out for returns. So that might be the circumstance. So you need to really observe and understand. So don't just go cruising the car, rocking and feeling good. That, oh, this guy's my alarm. No? Hey, it's the one God has sent to bless me. And you are receiving everything. And he has not said anything yet. Please make sure that you understand exactly what is going on around you. Okay. And be sure also that he's not just doing that to first set the tone. And then, you know, I haven't done all of those things. You now start feeling indebted to that kind of person. And then maybe he suddenly he's, he has a script he's using on you. The next minute he's asking you for something and you're like, oh, with all he has done now, let me just pay him back to and all of that. And you can go and get into trouble doing that. So be very careful. You need wisdom. You need discernment to handle that. In some cases, 
outrightly you need to ask okay what exactly this is all about and some other cases god may just say hold on let's watch how things unfold and all of that and then you know what to do okay it just depends on how the relationship started and the peculiarity of that relationship i hope that that has helped you as well now let's go to another aspect i have seen happen over and over again which is the assumed relationship scam hey let me talk about this one please let me just plead with you on it. Never assume that you are in a relationship with anybody at any stage. Never assume that you're in a relationship with somebody. Okay? There must be a believing in your own heart as the lady and a confessing with your mouth before you can say you are in a relationship with a person. Because many sisters have gotten their hearts broken from this kind of assumption. I'm telling you the simple truth. So he must ask you out and ask you, you know, to marry him. And you must give an answer. A clear yes or no. Nothing like let us just flow. Let's just see how it goes. If not, you will be a comforter to him until the day he will bring his wedding invitation for you. So let your relationship be clearly defined, especially when it has grown beyond just a casual or just a platonic friendship so that you're not wasting your emotional investment all over the place, okay? So please no assumed relationships. You just say, ah, we're here now. We're just flowing now. Everybody knows that we are going out. But he never asked you out because the day those kind of people, they bring cards. They'll just say, ah, but, you know, we, I never asked you out. Now you'll be like, ah, after all I've done, I've washed cloth, I've cooked. <laughs> I've done all kinds of things. And now you're telling me there's no relationship. So please be careful and be sure about what you are doing before you do them, okay? Now, this, there's this other aspect I want to talk about also which is change in direction. Yes, sometimes this comes up and I will really explain. I want you to pay attention to this. I've seen this play out sometimes and some people may not really know how to handle it. So please, in courtship or relationship, if there is any stage you get to and God starts telling you to back out of that relationship, no matter the stage, I want you to actually be courageous and bold enough to do it. I'm telling you, don't walk in pride. You may not even fully understand why, especially if you have made some investment into that relationship. But of course, be very sure that it's the voice of God telling you that and not just a circumstantial direction. Okay. You can ask for more clarifications about that kind of thing from God, you know, instead of just backing out anyhow. Do you understand? And in backing out, please do it a caution. Don't, that kind of thing you might, of course, need the guidance of your relationship mentor to help you through it. Ah. You've been feeling, you know, this discomfort or this un, um, unease about the relationship lately. You've prayed about it. You, that peace you used to have, that assurance you used to have, that confidence you used to have about the relationship is suddenly not there anymore. And you might not be able to even trace it to anything. It's not like you guys, you know, committed sin together or anything like that. You just notice that there's just this very strong unrest. There might be something that other person is involved in that is secret that you don't even have access to, but because of your own sensitivity to the things of God and the voice of God, he can actually be leading you to, you know, save you from destruction. I'm telling you now, I'm not saying that it's going to be an easy step, but I'm sure you know how God communicates with you. If that is the circumstance, please obey and please do it with maturity and with kindness with maturity and with kindness so that you don't end up, you know, humiliating the person. But if God begins to give you that very strong nudge of change of direction, even when it looks like everything is perfect externally, you might have to yield to that at that moment. Okay. Also, I would say this at this point, don't be an accomplice in a wrong thing with your partner. 
even if it will cost you that relationship. Don't say nobody would know, but God sees the both of you and God sees you. Okay? Now, my only reason for not wanting to do the wrong thing is that God sees me. And I always think about rapture, like I said before. Heaven is real and I'm not going to afford to lose my soul while I'm trying to please a man. I'll tell you a particular story, you know, I was, I, I once learned about. Um, so, there's this lady, okay. Um, she was once engaged to someone and very, very, very close to their wedding. You know, they had a family event. That's the man's family had a family event. And they all traveled to the man's hometown. Town, all right now two nights before they got back from the trip and from the event one of the man's siblings you know called her that you know, for a private discussion and said oh there's this little thing oh, that they usually do in their family for everyone that marries into the family that is nothing really you know but that um all the in-laws that she knows in the family they all did this particular thing before they got into the family officially and um so she was wondering that so what is this about so you know the person told her that so every wife getting into their family must need to step on their late father's grave and that they will make some pronouncements and all of that that it's just a family ritual you know you know to officially bring her into the family and all of that this sounded very strange to this lady and the lady refused she said nope <laughs> that's that's not possible that's that doesn't just sound pure and clear and her faith is strongly against that kind of thing and the person, you know, told her that, oh, that means there will be no, no wedding then. Ah, she thought this was a joke, you know, so she called her fiancé and told him about it. And the fiancé was like, ah, but there's nothing there now. Shebi, you love me. You know, she should just do it and all of that. Do you know what happened? The lady, the next day, she traveled back home and she canceled the wedding. It didn't matter that it was very close, that the wedding was getting very close and all of that. She canceled it and said, no, anything that is going to be detrimental tomorrow to the future, She's not going to be a party to it. My question is, how many people these days will be able to take, take that kind of drastic step? Knowing that, you know, she's doing this based on the faith that she has and the understanding that she has. See, sometimes let's stop blaming God or saying, ah, but this person is a Christian. Why are they having issues in their marriage? People don't tell you the 100% truth. Let us value our work with God more than anything else, okay? A lot of grants us wisdom in this one, all right? Now, another scenario that is, you know, similar to something like this, because you have to be very, very careful when it comes to, you know, getting married. There are all kinds of beliefs with different families. So you need to be very careful. So this one is kind of still very recent. So it's still, this is one of my baby girls. This happened to, okay. And, um, for her, the mother-in-law, you know, kept telling her to come for spiritual cleansing. Yeah. And that there is this special bath they will give to her in the river, in their hometown. She needs to do it. You know, the mama has all those prophets that always, you know, tell her things, what to do and all of that. Ah. And she was like, there's no way she's going to, at her age, somebody will come and be baiting her. That no, she's not going to be a party to something like that and all of that. Of course, it caused a strain between herself and the mother, but she stood her ground. When she spoke to me about it at that period, I told her, never, you're not doing it. For what? You want something that will now become, you know, a struggle and a, a battle for you later in the future. So she made sure that she did not do that eventually. And her husband, too, because her husband is also safe, was like, ah. He had to, you know, oppose that very strongly. He spoke to his mother, you know, to stay away from them, concerning that kind of bad suggestion, okay? So you have to make sure that you are sure of your values. Because if you, if you are not sure of your values, some 
times it feels people feel so desperate when it comes to marriage circumstance and they get swayed and they are deceived do you understand okay some things are not just surface if you look at the pressing you know on the surface all those things they don't appear in a day it's as a relationship progresses you begin to see deeper things and you begin to you know need to make deeper decisions in those circumstances so i would say to you be rooted and be grounded in god so that you know what to be flexible about and what contradicts the word of god and you know how to establish a firm no in that kind of circumstance do you understand me okay now, still going on with caution on different scenarios that can arise. This one, I call it sieve it, sieve it, okay? Now, like I said, so many times, and, and you know, so, so many people, so many times, so many people, they always give counsels when it comes to relationship. and all, Some of those counsels are bad. Some of those counsels are not balanced. So... <laughs> When it looks like a relationship is going great, you know, from friendship and it's really getting into something deeper and, you know, more, more certain. I would say to you on this one, uh-huh. There are some people that tell you, ah, if you don't clean, if you don't cook to secure the man, the relationship will not work. Don't let me laugh at you on this particular one. The truth is that you are neither a cook nor a cleaner. Uh, as much as it's the 21st century, I have still seen... People do all kinds just because they are trying to foster a relationship. Now, am I saying don't cook at all or if you cook for your fiancé or someone you're in a relationship with, you're out of line or is a bad thing? No, that's not what I'm saying. No. I'm saying that it's not a criterion to show that you're a committed person. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then um, there are some people that you see, they will say, ah, I've been taking cooler there every day. I take cooler to his house every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In case things become different with the relationship and there is a separation, uh, you will not become overly hurt, okay? I don't know if you've seen this kit by the Winlows, okay, on Kula Ministry. Please look for it on YouTube. Very, very humorous, okay? Um, where different people were bringing coolers to the man and then they say the size of the cooler that will determine your space in the guy's heart. <laughs> Do you understand, okay? Now, please, let me just say this here. This person is your friend. I don't expect you to get married to your enemy. I don't expect you to be in a relationship with your enemy. I don't expect you to be with someone that everything is official about the both of you. You calm down, okay? Yes, yeah, so because the person is your friend, Friend, there is no way that your friend will not taste your meal. Do you understand the drift now? And from time to time, you just want to give them a treat. Okay? But you are not doing that. Get the point here. You're not doing that to keep them. That is a wrong mindset or a wrong mentality. For some people, they feel, ah, I'm doing it so that um, somebody else will not give him the food and take him or snatch him from me. It's not a baby to be snatched all over the place. I hope you understand the difference. Okay? And if it's not someone that is as organized yet as a person, of course, if the house, you know... Mm, it needs to be put in order and to be cleaned up and all of that. You can suggest a plan, you know, and you can plan for a cleaner that will come in from time to time to clean and put the place in order. But not like you are doing it as an obligation to show that you are a good wife when you are not yet married to the person. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the cleaning and cooking, I never said you cannot cook, you cannot clean. From time to time, that's why it's a relationship. You can give a treat. You can eat together. You can cook together. 
you it's part of the things that make relationship fun okay and then for the cleaning part oh sure you can you can you can get someone from time to time oh that comes to assist the person especially if the person is not organized and person like oh i'm not just into this keeping everywhere very tidy kind of thing and you know maybe you have a very good cleaner that can always assist because i expect that you're also a busy person you know you may not have that time every moment so maybe weekends you may just plan it and organize it and say okay weekends i just want to assist this person to make sure that everywhere is put in place and everywhere is cleaned up so you just bring the cleaner and then they put everywhere in order okay so make sure that um you're doing what you're supposed to do but not with the mindset of ah i must secure the man i must secure the man all right do you understand and also team laundry for man let me come to your compound small <laughs> see that's why i said build friendship see friendship uh, when i get into the relationship proper we'll definitely talk about this friendship thing a whole lot because friendship is major when it comes to marriage you need friendship in marriage okay not everything is going to be so formal 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 do you understand but the thing is that people have this sense of performance you know to overdo to win someone your choice should be beyond that okay now let me even give you my own personal experience apparently for example my own husband was the one that delivered me from manual washing before marriage so i i used to do my laundry myself i used to wash my clothes by myself you know and you know a couple of times that he came to see me i was doing my laundry at home and all of that and he was just like do you know that this time you're using to wash clothes you can use it to do something more productive you know and uh, Another thing was that I, laundry is not something I enjoy. It's not one of those things I like to do at all, you know. So it was like, why, why stress yourself over this over and over again? So, you know, I had to get this, like we call them, you know, washermen and all of that. So I usually just send the clothes down to the person and then the person, um, you know, washes them and then irons them, puts everything in place. My own is just to do pick up and pay, you know, at the time. So... You know, it just says, oh, use your time for more productive things. Of course, eventually I now got my washing machine. Of course, that has canceled every form of manual washing, okay? But it was never a challenge, you know, for me. Neither did I need to, uh, you know, do laundry for him to show that oh, I, I was a wife or something, okay? Because it's something that even before marriage had been addressed, he knows that it's one of the things I don't like to do. But, I mean, I had no choice at that time. I was just doing my laundry because, I mean... That was just my mindset. I needed to wash and put things in place, you know. You understand? So it depends, again, on the kind of relationship you have with the person. So you can structure it that, okay, you, you might be somebody that enjoy laundry. If that's your case, ah, sister, pa can wash. <laughs> you know but and you don't mind helping him i mean occasionally from time to time of course you can you can you can assist and then if it's a case where oh, you're also a busy person and laundry is not your thing but you still want to help him to be organized in that area oh sure from time to time you can assist with dropping off you know the clothes at the laundry okay you understand so i'm just saying that doing laundry is not an exam that you must pass to show why fullness do you understand? Uh -huh. That's the angle I'm coming from. And I've also seen guys that do laundry for their for their babes. And I mean, it did not reduce them in any way. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, it is when it becomes a demand and a proof, a point kind of thing, then that becomes the challenge. But if it's not a big deal for either of the parties, it's something that they just find oh, maybe enjoyable to do and all that. Oh, sure, why not? They can, but don't come with that perspective of... Ah, 
Ah, it's my husband to be. I must wash his cloth. If I don't wash it, it will show that I'm a bad wife. Please correct that mindset. Learn to save such counsels. All right. Now another one is confirming sexual compatibility before marriage. I've talked about this you know, over and again in the course of this um, preparation, um, which is that God's word is very clear about sex before marriage, okay? And if you trust God totally and you have a good rapport with God, trust me on this one, Deredu, let your mind be at rest. Because God, again, he knows what is perfect for you. And like I said, we'll still touch on this topic very well. It has a full class. Do you understand? Because you will still have an open conversation about sex with your partner before you get married. Yes. It's a very important one. So I'm not insensitive to this need or, you know, to satisfying you sexually in your married life. No, I'm just saying that there is time for everything. Okay. Having sex with him before marriage is not the only way to come and be checking that, oh, this person is going to be compatible with you sexually. Why are you guys friends? Why are you communicating? Why is it a relationship? Why is it a courtship period? Why can't we talk about it? Why can't we ask questions? So that you know exactly what is on this person's mind and all of that. Do you get? And because this person is a human, you two are human. There are days that maybe you guys were gisting, you were just having a free time, and it might just come up in a conversation, you know, and all of that and oh. Each party knows, well, we'll still deal with that, okay? So when we get into that part, I'm sure that would really help you with a bit of clarification on what you're supposed to do, okay? So please, take note and know how to handle that situation. Also, there's this lie. People tell, you know, singles that, oh, if you are too made, he will run away. I'm not a party to that. Leave your dreams, okay? Mm -hmm. Watch out for those people that don't want you to go far. All right, I've talked about this severally. So don't let someone come and scam you and be collecting your money. Be very kind, though, yes, but be very, you know, helpful and watch out if it is a trend, okay? Uh, watch out if he, all he came for, you know, is your money. Because these days we have a lot of lazy men and all they are looking out for is to look for ladies of substance and take advantage of them and propose marriage. So they use the marriage to deceive the ladies. The ladies that are now desperate to now be saying, ah, hey, the guy has come for marriage. Ah, anything I can do to make him, to support him. Queens are not desperate. Calm down. All right. A queen knows what she wants. And I want you really to be all that God has called you to be. This is not the season to waste all your strength and your finance and everything trying to organize a man you can assist you can help but men make sure that that's not everything and the sum total of the relationship okay so make sure that you're wise in everything that you're doing now i have this very special one that i formulated and i really do love it and i thought to share this with you in this caution series okay I'm passionate about this because I've, I've encountered all kinds of people. I've met people who have all kinds of experiences. I've seen people that maybe they could just do better, but they didn't just know better. Okay, so I'm, and that's why I'm bringing this up. And because I know that temptation is common, you know, something that looks exclusive to one person, somebody else might be dealing with it tomorrow. So that's why I brought it. So I developed this concept a while ago. I call it the sympathetic approach. The sympathetic approach. I want you never to fall victim for this lie. I will explain how the sympathetic approach works. Make up your mind that you will never fall for it, no matter what you see. All right? Now, I will explain how it works and what you're supposed to do about it. Now, no matter the story you've been told, 
Beware of being an assistant wife to any man. That is, you're helping in quotes now a married man who comes to complain about his wife of not really being there for him and how that you are great company, you are friendly, and you're easy to talk to. My sister, don't let anyone fool you into this. Do you understand? Don't let anyone fool you into this. Don't be carried away by how the wife looks sometimes. She's doing a whole lot more than you're thinking. Have you even noticed sometimes that she's even the one buffing up, dressing this guy that you're admiring? Sometimes the man is not that good with putting the colors together. It's the wife that he's complaining about that is dressing him up. Have you seen that kind of thing before? Sometimes even the wife that buys the things that he wears. Can you imagine? Yeah, because, I mean, women, we have this territorial thing and we always want our men to look good. So sometimes we go the extra mile to just put things in place with them. Okay, so please, I want to plead with you. Don't try to take her place directly or indirectly. Because sometimes this seat eh, is not as rosy as you have seen the seat looking. Do you understand? Don't fall for that lie, which is mostly what we get to hear. I mean, I personally have been told this before, you know, by some people. You know, you hear things like, oh, the wife usually starves them of sex. Oh, the wife is not good with sex. Blah, blah, blah. My sister, that is a pure scam, like real scam. Do you understand? Uh, she's not good with it. She's not good with it. I beg, how did the plenty babies come? And they have a lot of kids. Have you noticed those kind of men that are complaining like that? I'm just curious. So I'm not, I'm not um, being judgmental. I'm just curious. How did the babies come? Or maybe they downloaded. There's an app to download babies. So they just downloaded the babies. Abby, I've heard. Okay. Plus, I mean, if those women even teach you what they knew in bedroom matters, you will not even believe it. So it's a real scam a lot. Okay. He just told you that so that you can pity him, which is the, sympath the sympathy I'm talking about there. Do you understand? Uh -huh, you pity him because he knows normally that, oh, you're a very decent girl and you will not want to do it. But when it's coming from a help perspective, you now get sympathetic and you're trying to fill that void for them. Do you get? And the story, trust me, always has an adjusted version to get what he wants. Because most times you are not the only lady that he's sampling. I'm telling you the truth. So don't let that offer make you feel special in any way at all. Do you understand? So stay very alert, watch and pray. Ensure you have a sound walk with God. Because it's so vital that in this stage and in this age that you guard yourself purposefully. Because we've seen all kinds. So don't fall for the sympathetic approach from anybody. Okay? Now, there's this other part. While we have the sympathetic approach, do not stoop as a queen. So I call this one, queens don't stoop. So as a lady, we meet all kinds of men. And not everyone has a pure motive. Okay? So some men have all kinds of offers to ladies just to have sex with them. Have you noticed? Never forget that most times you are not the only one they approach, just like I said before. So stop having the special feeling like, ah, oh, so this man, this great pressing or this pressing and all of that wants me. Ha. They are simply looking for who can fall for their lust and their desire. Okay? So this time of taking this preparatory I want you to make up your mind that you are not going to be a willing participant. Yes. Or a firm, someone that is not firm enough to say, oh, no, I'm not going to do this. My question to you is this today, as a queen that you are, is this what you want your husband to be doing tomorrow? I'm asking you, do you want your husband to be going about 
sampling ladies tomorrow? Ask yourself. Another question. Is this a seed I want as a harvest tomorrow? Ask yourself. Is this how I want my daughter to respond if she ever faces this kind of temptation tomorrow? If those that look up to you, those that look up to you and are so proud of you, they had the privilege to be present, will you still make the same choices? Ask yourself also, is this material offer, this thing this man is offering me, is it worthy enough as an exchange for my destiny? Does this man that is making all these offers to me at this time, does he have plans to father a child with me if it results in pregnancy? Especially when he already has children of his own and he'll be telling you, oh, he wants a skin-to-skin -skin sexual experience with you. Ask yourself, is this man worth risking your life for? If an abortion becomes something he's going to suggest tomorrow, maybe if pregnancy resulted from that sexual experience. Also ask, does this thing I'm doing today, does it have an eternal consequence? Does God's word support this action that this man is asking me to take? Ask. You know, many times we don't ask questions. And that's why when things happen, we, we get swayed and we're like, oh, I didn't know what to do. So today I'm asking you questions so that you will know what to do and what to respond with next time such a temptation ever arises around you. My next question still on this would be, will this man die if he does not sleep with me? Or do people die for lack of having sex? It's just a question. Again, if rapture happens, why we are having this particular sex? What will happen to me? What is the worst thing that will happen if I reject this offer from this man? Remember to have your response ahead of such temptations. But make sure that you're making heaven proud by standing your ground every time. I've noticed also that most times ladies get persuaded, not forced. Yes, like Eve, they see things differently from what God originally instructed. It's time to leave that lane and come up higher. Girl, you're a queen. Stop stooping too low. How can you let weeds grow in your garden? Why should you be a point of contact, a point of relief for someone without self-control? A point of relief for someone that does not honor God? A point of relief for someone that does not honor their spouse. Why should you be the person that is doing that? The more we have ladies of very strong values and virtues who insist on doing the right things, no matter the pressure, the more the men will respect themselves and will sit up. Trust me on this one. Are you promising me that you'll do the right thing every single time? Because sometimes these men, they also need a reminder of who they are and what the circumstance on ground truly is. Stop melting like candle wax because it spoke words that appeal to your emotions. You are worth more and you deserve better. Please do not forget that there are others that have passed this particular test because God always has remnants and not everyone always bows. Ask the three Hebrew boys. The entire nation was bowing. They said they are not going to bow. Okay? And if this person that is disturbing you is actually saved and is trying to make you disobey God, carry this scripture that I want to give you now and give to him. Psalm 119, 9 to 16. 
It says, how can a young person live a clean life? By carefully reading the map of God's word. Okay? So, it's a long read. Go back and read about it and let God consistently be the one, you know, helping you to make the right decision. I hope that these few wisdom compilations will help you as you move on through this journey. Again, I am so glad you chose to take this course and I believe that it will be a game changer for you. And we will keep adding to what we've already known and what we... um have already learned as no knowledge is a waste, okay? You deserve this investment in yourself. Me too, I'm not perfect too, so keep on praying for me as you make your preparation. Again, feel free to expand it beyond the scope. This was simply an awakening for you. Remember, you can ask questions when you're not too sure about something, okay? Thank you again for taking session one, model six of this preparatory course. I'm super excited to walk this journey with you and I'm looking forward to sharing more exciting insights and moments with you, your wisdom will continue to increase. I will see you in Model 7. I am your privileged project facilitator. My name is Faintolua Ademola Adetuberu, FT, the Awakener. I love you and I am so glad you're doing this. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Keep shining and keep winning. I love you. Bye.